Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Revenue is in the Relationship, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now, let's learn a little bit about our guest today. For the last 25 years, Debbie Goldfarb has owned a small consulting firm focusing on strategic planning, market research, training, and providing marketing programs. Ms. Goldfarb is a well-respected marketing and branding consultant and has worked with small businesses, large and small alike. She specializes in well-thought-out, researched, multi-channel strategies to ensure return on investment and brand strength. In 2017, Debbie founded Biz Made Easy as a small branding and consulting boutique shop located in Culver City. Under the Biz Made Easy, Debbie provides strategic brain power and agency quality work the bigs get for the smalls. Most recently, Debbie joined the SBDC, the Small Business Development Center, as a business advisor to help small business owners start, launch, and fund and manage their business. Ms. Goldfarb is a well-known speaker and presenter. So, Debbie, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Candy. Appreciate it. Well, I'm glad to have you here. I gave a little bit about your background, um, but I would love if you could share a little bit more information on your background and how you began working with the SBDC to help the entrepreneurs. Well, I um, was working as a consultant for very big business for a long time, and then I guess about three years ago, I just decided I wanted to focus um, on small businesses, and I was noticing that the small businesses weren't getting the kind of services or attention or strategy that we usually provide. And by the bigs, I mean very large financial service companies like, you know, Wells Fargo or Bank of America or even the big insurance companies. Mm-hmm. So upon doing that, I was able to join the Small Business Development Center here in Los Angeles. And I've been now I have a client base of about 200 and wow. that we actually, okay, excuse me, and that we just help every um, day as, as, you know, helping them with their business strategy and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that small businesses appreciate having an expert to assist them. I know a lot of people feel completely overwhelmed and even right now with everything going on. So having someone who can guide them is going to be beneficial to them. So Obviously, this economic impact of this COVID-19 pandemic has just started to be felt and will continue for some time. So I'd love to talk about resources available to help businesses struggling with their reduced income or potentially even complete closures. Um, So I wanted to start first with the SBA Economic Injury Disaster Loan. Can you explain what it is and who can apply? Um, The... the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, we also affectionately call it the EIDL, E-I-D-L. People, Mm -hmm. this came out approximately two and a half weeks ago, and it is available specifically from the SBA website. What happened uh, about two weeks ago, the website was not working as efficiently as it is now, and so I recommend people, if they were having trouble getting online, that they go ahead and get online now and reapply. Um, mm. The particular loan is um, there is up to $2 million that we offer for small business employers. And to give you a little bit more about it, the interest rate is 3.75, and it's available for up to 30 years. Okay. And the fun part, yeah, the, the cool part about the IDLE program now is there is a 
$10,000 grant portion that comes with that program. And what that literally means is that if people go online and they use the money, the $10,000, according to the way we specify from the Small Business Administration, which is literally for payrolls and doing certain kinds of payroll activities, then that particular part of the loan would be forgiven. Nice. And when you say payroll, obviously we know what payroll generally means, you know, a W-2 employee, but does that also apply to an individual practitioner who is just paying themselves like a draw as an independent, you know, or just a sole proprietor, or is it only truly for a W-2 employee's wage? Um, No, actually, this is specific for small business owners, sole proprietors, and contractors or what we call the gig workers. Mm Mm-hmm. The $10,000 initially was not talked about with the IDLE when it first came out two weeks ago. It came out as an after program from the second program that was announced last Friday, which is the Under the CARES Act, and this is part and parcel of the Paycheck Protection Program. Mm -hmm. And what they decided is we needed to get the money out immediately to people that have been most impacted you know, the the greatest as far as seeing their people. They've been having to lay everybody off. They're trying to get mm-hmm. people to go back to work immediately. Right. And, I mean, there's so many different types of businesses, too. I have clients in, you know, different arenas. But, of course, restaurants are significantly hit. A lot of doctor's offices, you know, they mm-hmm. have had to close their doors. And services, you know, landscapers. I mean, it's, it's amazing at just how much this has impacted people. And, you know, there was just no warning even that this was even coming. So there's been a lot of shock mm-hmm. and surprise and, and fear, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, right. No, there's a lot of fear surrounding it. But I have to say this, that the government has stepped up to the plate. Um, in addition to the IDLE, which um, is a great loan product, as you know, with the CARES Act, we also have an additional product, which I'll talk about in a second. But there's also unemployment, and we highly recommend that people contact their local EDD in to, to learn more about the programs available. Mm-hmm. What we do know about the programs, which is um, really helpful, is that people will get based on from the state, because that's where the unemployment insurance comes from, will get their base rate plus an additional $600 per week for the next 13 weeks. And that's mm-hmm. the pop from the government. Right. And the other, yeah, which is really cool. The other part is if you are making under $75,000 as an individual or 150 as a family, you will get, you know, a pop in the next two weeks of either $1,200 if you're an individual, or $2,400. If you're a family, plus um, for each child, you'll get an additional pop of $500 each. And that's a one-time pop that the government is also giving us. Right. I know a lot of people are talking about that, and they're looking forward to those amounts coming in just, you know, to help a little bit with some of their own costs that they're, you know, having to cover, especially if they're not able to work. Yes. And the other thing we really are emphasizing is, definitely going to get that $10,000 because the thing that's so interesting about the grant as part of the IDLE program is literally it will be forgiven if it is used for payroll and associated expenses. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's great because a lot of people, I think, fear, you know, oh, I've got to pay this back or it's, you know, going to be too expensive. Mm -hmm. But yes, $10,000 basically is a grant and, you know, basically free for you to use to support your employees or yourself, like I said, if you're a gig worker, sole proprietor. Um, But yeah, that's a big boost to the small business for sure. Right. And And the last part is, and this is important, whether you actually get approved for the idle or not you still can keep the $10,000 if you use it according to the way we, you know, we're trying to get you to do is for payroll and even paying yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know you were starting to talk about, to you briefly mentioned the paycheck protection program as well. And I think yeah. we probably should talk about that as well. It's a little bit different, um, but that would mm-hmm. be a huge benefit as well for the small businesses. So can you explain what that program is and who would qualify? Um, In respect to the Paycheck Protection Program, it is part of the $2 trillion CARES Act that was enacted last Friday. Um, In this program, we have approximately 
billion that has been allocated. It is specifically to help with payroll expenses, employee salaries, mortgage interest, rent, and utilities. And if people were, let's say, laid off as early as, let's say, February 15th, this is the program that will be covered as far as getting loans from this program until the end of June. Mm-hmm. The program is actually available from SBA lenders, so that's more like going to your regular banks or going to you know, credit unions that specify and focus on the uh, small business um, areas. To give right. you some ideas about this program is this program can actually have up to 100% being forgiven if it's mm-hmm. done with the SBA approval and it is done according to just the very specifics that they give you. The right. program, yeah, what's cool, this particular interest rate is 0.5%. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That was amazing. Un- <laughs> yeah. And they have no payments for the first six months. And then it turns into a two-year um, loan term where the idle is up to a 30-year loan term. The mm-hmm. other part of the payroll protection that we like to tell people about is that if they have other SBA loans for the next six months that the SBA will then pay for the interest and the payments on that loan as well. Nice. I happen to see that too. Yes. I'm glad you're sharing all these things. I know you have a lot of information, you know, to share, but um, just so people don't get confused, you know, about that other one that you're just talking about. Can you just explain how that other, like if, again, there's a lot of people that already have an SBA loan. So Okay. I think there's confusion, like, can I get another loan if I already have a loan? So can you touch on that a little bit more? Yes, absolutely, you can. Um, their whole point is to get money and funds into the small business owners, whether you're an individual proprietor, again, or a gig or a contract worker, as soon as we can. Because the concern is too many Americans aren't working, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know we have to get everybody back to work. And it's also not just through the COVID period, it's after we end this period to help us get back on the recovery as well. Right. Well, I think it's for sure going to be helpful because the businesses, if they have reduced income, they've had to close or, you know, just reduce their hours or or something, Mm -hmm. their revenue just isn't even there to support the pay that they would need to have because, of course, their expenses continue. Um, So I think having this kind of injection of cash to help them be able to bring those employees back on and know they're going to be able to make their payroll um, is beneficial because otherwise, you know, business owners can be scared. I don't know if I can cover payroll if I bring them back. Right. Makes sense. Um, You know, I also wanted to say, I wanted to address one other concern about the existing loans. All the, the biggest parameter they're saying, and they have loosened the, you know, not just the credit, the underwriting for both programs, but, in respect to the Paycheck Protection Program in general, as long as you do not use these funds for exactly the same things as your other SBA loans, you're fine as far as coordinating it. So the reason we are emphasizing so much that people talk to the SBDCs across the country is to help them come up with a strategic approach on how to use the different loans and understand mm-hmm. why you're going to use them and how you're going to use them. Right. Yeah, that's important. And that's, again, a benefit. So if people don't realize who the SBDC, you can go and get mentorship at no cost, right? You just schedule an appointment. Yeah, that is correct. And what the SBDC is also the portion where you have people that have been in business, you know, for a very long time. And this is where they're coming to give back to the community. And Mm -hmm. just so you guys know, we actually get paid by the SBA. And most SBDCs, um, a lot of them at least, are also affiliated with universities in schools across the country, too. So that's how we get paid. So it's a free service that we provide basically to any of our advisees. Mm-hmm. So it's one of it's- the best consulting resources you'll ever find that you don't have to pay for. Exactly. Especially because, like you said, someone, they've been in business for a really long time. They've had success. They know what to do. Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurs generally have you know, so much on their plate, they don't even know how to find the resources. So to be able to go to the SBDC and have it available to them there to be able to, you know, assist them is a huge benefit. Yeah. Well, what's been great is that usually a lot, 
at least at our particular one, and each one has been a little bit different focus, but usually we're focused a lot on these on startups, you know, and getting them going. But the truth is, once this came down, we also help big existing businesses. And mm-hmm. each one of us have an expertise, you know, besides for just doing, let's say, the SBDC, we all have areas of, you know, other sides. Like, for example, I'm a, obviously I'm a marketing, you know, I'm the marketing person. But right. we also have somebody who's, who does restaurants and does um, the food business. Then I have another person. These guys are lawyers. They're accountants. They're, you know, they're who you want to talk to. And they know the current data as of what we're getting from the SBA. Right. Right now. Right. So the only thing, I, I mean, I uh, really, our clients have been really forgiving and wonderful and like that. We're knowing what they're knowing pretty much the same day. And that's mm. an unusual thing to happen. Right. So. Well, it's actually time to take a break. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to continue to chat with Debbie about resources available to business owners to help with these financial challenges. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Biz Help for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at A-B-A-N-D-P dot com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Debbie Goldfarb told us about her background and how she got into assisting entrepreneurs through the Small Business Development Center. Now, we'd also like to invite Wendy Posner to the show as well. So, welcome, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me this morning. No problem. I would love to have Debbie just give a little bit of your background um, and explain, you know, why we even brought you to the show today. And then we're going to kind of go from there. So, Debbie, can you go ahead and give a little bit of that introduction? Yeah, it's my pleasure to introduce uh, Wendy Posner. She is the owner of Posner Fine Art, which is a contemporary fine art consultant based in Los Angeles, California. I've had the pleasure for the last two years of helping Wendy uh, rebrand and reposition her company, and she is one of the most well-known and well-respected consultant in the luxury field, um, not just in the art area, but for helping architecture and interior designers, and she focuses on helping um, create the customer experience within the actual um, works themselves. We have, um, obviously, we were working on the building side, but when this stuff came down 
Wendy was, you know, ahead of the curve and realized this was really serious and it was time to take action. And if you know Wendy like I do, she's always ahead of the curve on everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, anyway. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, with that, Wendy, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your mom and your business? Sure, absolutely. Our uh, firm was actually started in 1960. We were based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My mom had a fine art gallery in Milwaukee for 37 years before we moved to Los Angeles and opened here. We left the contemporary uh, fine art space in terms of having a physical gallery space in the 1990s. Uh, which was very early, and we then parlayed moving from a gallery scenario into a private art advisory, uh, which uh, now in the capacity where things are at, obviously, you know, we feel very fortunate we don't have a physical gallery space uh, in terms of our overhead. Uh, Our company has focused mostly with uh, working with interior designers, architects. We work also with large corporations, the hospitality industry, as well as private clients advising them on the acquisition, as well as the commissioning of artwork for those different spaces. Within uh, the last couple of years of working with Debbie Goldfarb, we have been very focused on the uh, hospitality industry as well as also uh, working for uh, large corporations. And within that capacity, obviously, with what has just recently happened and with uh, our business being more of a luxury business and not something that is an essential, that we are going to be greatly affected by the downturn in the economy economy, uh, due to the COVID uh, virus situation that we currently have on hand. Okay. And so when you realized, you know, okay, this is pretty serious uh, and you, you know, knew you were going to need some assistance, did you know that there were any of these programs available or did you reach out to Debbie and then she helped you? Like, can you tell us like kind of what programs are what you were looking into and, you know, how that's kind of gone for you so far? Absolutely. So um, uh, immediately, as we could see that this was going to become a uh, very grave situation and something that, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with, you know, I had immediately contacted uh, Debbie to discuss what were some of the different options that we could start assessing and looking at and putting in place as a small business. And rather than um, acting hastily, you know, and as everything was unfolding and changing really minute by minute, hour by hour, working with someone like Deb, who's at the SBDC and working with the different uh, SBA loan options, she really became a very vital source of information for us to really assess and plan and act accordingly. So immediately as the plan started uh, rolling out, I really stepped into action because I think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, are a little shell-shocked at the moment, and they're just sort of trying to, you know, get their feet on the ground. I felt that it was important in terms of my business to really take immediate action, to be able to build a potential cushion for our business, to be able to uh, sort of, you know, ride out the unknown wave that we're currently on. Because we don't know if this is going to be something that has a short term, uh, what it's going to be a month from now, what it's going to be six months from now, and even 12 months from now. And Mm -hmm. so being in a a luxury business, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we have uh, enough, uh, you know, sort of financial backing, um, as well as being able to take advantage of these programs to give us a cushion uh, to be able to pivot and reevaluate what the business is going to look like moving forward because I truly don't believe it will be the same business now that it will be later. Uh, so as as the uh, IDL, is it the IDL? I don't As that first came out, that was the first uh, SBA program uh, that Deb uh, introduced us to apply for immediately. And so we did that as soon as it came online. 
Mm-hmm. Then there is also the uh, CARES Act as well as the PPP. And as those have been becoming available, we have been applying for that as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that a lot of, you know, small businesses, you know, this is something that's very difficult to navigate, um, to know how to be able to uh, go through the forms properly, to be able to have all the information prepared in advance of getting online. And Deb was really instrumental in being able to provide the appropriate information, also tools to be able to do so, uh, from putting it into uh, terminology that was pared down from the actual documentation so that you could navigate it appropriately. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people who are listening now who are wanting to start applying for these loans to and haven't are, you know, unsure of, you know, should they even apply if they aren't sure if they qualify mm-hmm. or not, um, you know, and how how would they even know kind of what their damages might be? You know, do they ask you questions like that or is it just everyone kind of knows that we're into this area where, you know, obviously some people, it's obvious they've been injured, you know, restaurants that have had to close or, you know, lower, but, and you know that you're going to be impacted, but you don't necessarily know that, that dollar amount are like when you're applying, are they asking you those types of questions or do you just have to say, here's what the income was before I know I'm going to be losing money and I'd like to apply? Um, so I think that, you know, I mean, that's a, a question also for Deb as well. Um, in terms of our experience going through the entire process of filling out the different applications and looking at the different programs, uh, some of the programs, the first one, uh, they asked for your company financials um, as well as personal financials. And for that, um, when we did the application, uh, they only asked for a 2018 uh, company tax returns, uh, but they also asked for my personal tax returns going back three years. So mm-hmm. they're looking at the flow through of all that information. Then they also were asking for information that had to do with some of your current expenses and overhead, uh, where the second uh, emergency loan, which was for uh, an emergency loan of $10,000 at immediate, they did not ask for that information in the same way. Um, and then now looking at the Paycheck Protection Program, which is rolling out today, um, that one is a little bit more in-depth in terms of that they are looking at what your payroll costs are, uh, what your maybe potential mortgage is, what your utilities are. So they're looking at a much more in-depth, detailed amount of information. And that's something that through Debbie at the SBA that she has been able to provide to uh, myself as well as their other clients in advance to be able to have prepared because it's more detailed financial uh, because of the uh, way the program is set up, you know, to make sure that, A, that you're qualified as a small business. And also there are certain things that will potentially uh, be forgiven uh, depending upon your uh, economic situation moving forward. Right. And Debbie, I I would actually like to have you come in really quick and just touch on what she said about applying in that $10,000, you know, you get to kind of have, but can you kind of maybe touch on what they're going to be looking for on who would actually qualify to get one of these loans versus why someone might not be accepted into that loan program? Um, but that the $10,000 would still remain as a grant? Right. Basically, um, well, before I I go on, I also want to say, because Wendy is also one of my private consulting clients, that I was helping her more in depth. Um, I do work with other people that actually, when they want to get more involved in the financial analysis, that I'm actually working with key players in the SBDC. So, um, in particular, I'm working with Larry Johnson and Michael DeDonato, and that's mm-hmm. what I would do. I'll, I'll help guide them through it. But in respect to eligibility, I, almost it's amazing. I, they have really made it much laxer. Okay, the only people mm-hmm. really are if you're if you're not involved in let's say illegal activities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much, they are really have opened it up. They are trying to help in every single way um, injured parties. As much mm-hmm. as they can. 
Okay. And so, so it doesn't need, necessarily matter if they were profitable or not in the past or, you know, because no, I know sometimes no, no. people All they want to uh-huh. know, this is the, I've never seen this before. All they want to know is you have the ability to pay it back. The only thing that is not as much is on this $10,000. They're being more mm-hmm. lax on that because they really are trying to get you the money immediately. Mm-hmm. And according to SBA, they are trying to get it to you within three days. Wow. That's fast. I mean, <laughs> right. And the idle, otherwise, you're going to, they're saying it's between 45 and 60 days. We really don't know yet, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just happening. I don't know also about the PPP yet because, again, mm-hmm. it's just really being implemented now, actually right. today. No. Mm-hmm. Did that address your question? Yeah, I think, make like sure I, I said, there's. There's a lot of confusion between all these different programs, and that's where I wanted oh, yeah. to really kind of touch on what are the programs, you know, what is the payment okay. protection program versus the idle okay. versus other things that are happening. I mean, even the federal government, right. not just through the SBA, but other things has, you know, some other things going on about, you know, the yeah. Families First uh, Coronavirus Response mm-hmm. Act and what people would, you know, mm-hmm. be able to do with that, too, which we won't have time in this section to even talk about Um that because we only have a few okay. minutes left in in this um right. you know amount okay. of time we have left but but wendy so have you actually then if you started this program have you received those funds yet from the sba that first ten thousand, or are you still waiting to see that come in uh we're actually uh, still waiting and uh yeah it's interesting because you know we obviously as i was trying to stay ahead of the curve i did apply immediately for that um, which was at the beginning of the week. Uh, we got a confirmation that, you know, the submission was received from the SBA, um, but we have at this juncture not seen any funds come into our account, uh, okay. which, you know, for a small business such as mine, uh, you know, we don't have, you know, consistent cash flow uh, as other businesses do. Um, and I think that probably more small businesses are in a similar situation as I am. Because our business is really dependent upon sales and or, you know, the services that we provide to our clients. And with uh, the recent events, uh, three of the projects that we were currently, uh, you know, in contention for happened to have been two hospitality projects as well as one healthcare project. And, of course, those projects have come to an immediate halt. Right. Uh, one of my other clients that we have worked with uh, yearly um, on a project for uh, they have pushed out that project for a minimum of 45 days um, before they move forward. And that would have brought me necessary cash flow to be able to at least sort of, you know, cover the next couple months. But since that project has stopped as well, uh, that has greatly affected our bottom line. And so for a small business such as myself, that $10,000 right now is really important for us mm-hmm. to be able to even just cover our current monthly expenses. Right, right. exactly. You know, and like, we, you know, we're at the beginning of April, people have had rent and, you know, yeah. other things that have come up as well, too. So like I said, as soon as that 10000 comes in, I'm sure it will be, you know, paid immediately to cover those utilities or rent or things that even though the business isn't able to work, those expenses still come in. You know, yeah, um, anecdotally, go ahead. I, oh, I was just going to share. I think this would be helpful. Um, what we are seeing um, is that the SBA, once you're approved, they actually will call you. They'll tell you you're approved for X amount, and that dollar amount literally is being determined from your line items that were on your 2018 or if you already submitted your 2019 tax. Mm-hmm. And they're not real, they're not questioning you. The only thing that may happen is if you should not accept the offer of the amount that they're giving you and you need more, then you will probably have to provide additional information mm, okay. at that point. Well, it's actually time to take another quick break. So be sure to hang around to hear more from Debbie Goldfarb of the SBDC and Wendy Posner as we discuss resources available for the small business owners. We'll be right back after a brief commercial break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Today, I'm chatting with Debbie Goldfarb of the SBDC and Wendy Posner of Posner Fine Art. Now, let's continue our discussion. So, Deborah, now that we've been talking about these programs and how, you know, employees or the employers and the small businesses can apply for these loans, you know, what do they do now? Um, the first thing I would recommend is they should reach out to an SBDC advisor to help them. I would also recommend, and this Wendy really excelled at this, she pulled together the information so she understood what she needed because you have to keep in mind the PPP and the EIDL, they are loans, and you will eventually have to pay them back, although there's a portion on the PPP that can be forgiven. And it's Mm -hmm. really important for people to determine Once things come back and they finally get sales coming in, can they actually start begin the repayment process? So Mm -hmm. it's important to understand your own business, the ins and the outs right now, and determine exactly what you really need. As well as, of course, get yourself as much money as you can to help you through this time because it's a you know it's a very scary time, and we want you to you know continue your businesses as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of fear right now from small business owners just wondering if they're even going to survive the next, you know, few weeks or a month or two. And so, like I said, being able to get these funds, even if it is a loan mm-hmm. and you have to repay it, it at least will tie yeah. you over to keep you running. Uh-huh. Right. Other things we like to tell people, and uh, again, and Wendy actually helped me more than I, I knew this initially, but Wendy immediately called her credit card companies and was able to negotiate better rates and repayment mm-hmm. terms, um, not just credit cards. She'd do it for her mortgage. Um, uh, some landlords, and I have to say this, there is not a specific rule on this, but landlords are negotiating, and hopefully we're hoping that in good faith effort, they're not going to take mm-hmm. advantage also, right, right. with their you know, landlord, you know, the renters. Mm-hmm. So we're real. Right. And one other thing, and this is just, I don't know, and this is actually from our mayor here, it happens to be in LA, that you will not get evicted should you just choose not to pay because they're not negotiating with you until the end of May. Mm-hmm. We'll see if mm-hmm. that changes as well. Right. I think one thing to keep in mind about that, though, too, is it doesn't mean you don't owe the rent still. It just means you've got a little bit of time to pay that. I think Mm -hmm. there's this thing going around that, well, I just don't have to pay and they can't evict me, but you do still owe that rent. Right. Because this does not shirk your responsibility. And it's not just free money. Yes, of course, the money's available, but we need you to use it the way, theoretically, we're supposed to have you use the money. Right. 
Right. And who is that that actually would come in at some point and make sure, you know, that they Mm -hmm. have used it for the proper thing, like, you know, the payroll or, like you said, the mortgage interest or things like that? Is it, uh, again, like they have to submit directly to the SBA? Is there, if they're working with someone from the SBDC who helped them, like who is actually going to come back and say, I want to see your documents? I hate to say this. I think we really haven't established it yet. And, I, and, I'm, mm-hmm. and the only reason I say that, I don't mean to be, a, you know, provide an ignorant comment. Um, but from what I've been able to tell, we don't know. But again, it will probably be, you know, the accountants, of, you know, and the people that are really monitoring the loans at this mm-hmm. point. Um, right. I guarantee I you, you're part of that too, advisor. Yeah, I think the other oh, part of that, too, is just going back to the payroll situation, though, is that if you have actually a corporation and you're running your payroll through a payroll company, yeah. that they will see that it has been processed. Like, for example, we use EDP for our payroll that okay. if we right now furlough or lay off our employees, you have a certain time frame under the PPP, as I understand it, that I believe is by June 30th, that you need mm-hmm. to be able to show those people have been brought back on your payroll or you've added additional people back on your payroll. So that, right. that right. portion is easier to obviously track, you know, in terms of small business. Right. Right. Well, this is where having a bookkeeper to or, you know, yourself, if you're going to do it yourself, but have a place where Mm -hmm. you can put the documents that prove what you're using them for. So Mm -hmm. saving copies of your bills or like I said, the payroll reports or things like that. It's really important to be organized so that you can pull this information when needed. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for the help on that. Again, keep in mind, I'm a marketing person. (laughs) You guys are the (laughs) bookkeepers and and accountants. So I always appreciate this. Well, it's just important you know, for them to really know, again, what they're going to need to support the, you know, the proof that they have used it, right? Because I do know that, like you said, the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Plan, they do have to use it for very specific things and, you mm-hmm. know, to make sure that you can actually have that written off as a grant instead of a loan right. amount due. So, so Deborah, if someone actually uses money differently than they're supposed to in that program too, I believe it said, you know, I think 75% or so was supposed to be that payroll related or, or things and 25%, mm-hmm. uh, no more than 25% could go to other things. And I may not be remembering that hundred percent correctly, but mm-hmm. if someone did not use it exactly mm-hmm. appropriately, would they still get to write off the part of it as a grant and then the difference would um, be the loan? Uh, great question. I would imagine that's how it w- will work. And it will be based on an approval portion on what the amount that will be forgiven. Mm-hmm. I'm not your real accountant here on this one. I do have people, though, that I'd recommend that I would ask that question for. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, I think it's going to come out. Like you said, there's so much that's coming out so quickly yeah. um, that oftentimes the implementation has to be kind of thought out a little bit better after it kind of just is pushed out there. And so this is probably one of those things where we'll have to see what they say, how it's actually going to be figured out. I also have, yeah, but I've also noticed this and, and, and I thank God I have a team like this. They raise the flag and they bring it right up to the SBA, you know, to say, did you think about, did you, and, and you can think about it, the law, the CARE Act alone with 900 pages and Mm. they thought of a lot, but again, they're human, right? So mm-hmm. there's going to be things we're going to go, oh, God, how did we not think of that? Mm-hmm. So, right. But I guarantee exactly. you, the, no, the experts at the SBA or SBDC, they know. That mm-hmm. I do know. I so, do. Wendy, do you have, you know, from your perspective as this, you know, business waiting for these funds and, you know, going to be implementing these loans, do you have a program in place for yourself? Obviously, you said, you know, payroll, that's one thing, but do you have kind of, I'm going to need to make sure that I have this whole system so I can easily, you know, report back. Have you kind of put that into place now? Or are you going to be, you know, looking into that in the next couple of weeks? Like, what is your plan for moving ahead with this? Um, I think that I think that that's a very, very good question. I mean, first of all, you know, um, based on, you know, just the nature of who I am, I'm extremely methodical um, in terms of a not only my record keeping, but also being able to assess and plan before I actually ask. And so, like uh, Debbie had said uh, earlier, that, you know, I immediately started looking at all the different options and possibilities. So, I took an entire day to sit down, number one, to make a list of all of the different sort of fixed costs of our business, 
and to look at what those fixed costs are versus the other variables. And based upon that, I started sort of going through not only a, like I said, doing all of the SBA uh, loan documentation that was currently available at that time, but looking at the information that was coming forward in terms of the PPP program and being able to have a those different documents ready, but also looking at what kind of sort of systems I would need to have in place to be able to cover that going back to later on if it is something that there is the loan forgiveness um, in terms of the different programs of how to be able to track that accordingly. And with that, I've been working not only with my bookkeeper, but my accountant, and I've also been speaking to my attorney um, in terms of it because I want to make sure that everything is done properly, even looking at, you know, moving forward. If, for example, I were to uh, either furlough or lay off my employees or reduce their hours, what does that look like, not only from the economic standpoint of my business, but how it's going to affect them? And even looking at with our current health care plan, what happens with that? Because when you lay off somebody, do they end up moving to a COBRA? Is there something in place that, for example, because I would not want my employees at this point in time not to have health insurance given the current circumstances, you know, can I still cover their health care? Is that economically feasible where we are, you know, financially today? And if so, for how long could I sustain that? So I think that it's really important to, you know, as a small business such as myself, to kind of look at, you know, the three different things. You know, you have to assess where your business is financially. You Mm -hmm. have to then look at your planning and look at sort of a a lifeboat situation. In, In terms of that, I mean, like, you know, what is it going to be going back to sort of incremental time a month? six months, a year from now to be able to look at your lifeboat to see how you can sustain yourself. And so I think that it's really important for uh, businesses and especially small business owners. We don't have an HR department. We don't have people on staff full time being able to advise us from a financial standpoint to really be very cognitive and conscientious of, you know, the detailed information not to overlook something and also to be able to plan accordingly um, in addition to the SBDC and also advising and, and consulting with Deb um, on a lot of the different things, especially because we've worked together on the private side as well. Um, I also called the different banks that we work with. And so I've been speaking with the different financial uh, advisors at the different banks to see what they're recommending to their clients in terms of other options as to whether your business is, you know, viable to be considered for a line of credit. Um, in my case, because my business has been a home-based business for a very long time, you know, I, I, I can utilize part of my uh, home and write that off in terms of on my tax return. But also, is it a possibility for me to refinance right now um, because the mortgage uh, interest rates have dropped and pull out some additional cash out of, out of the equity of my home, um, you know, to be utilized, obviously, for not only my personal expenses, but also to cover some of the outstanding uh, business expenses. So I think right. that it's very important to be able to look at every single aspect to turn over every stone right now to see what's viable as a part of creating your lifeboat scenario. Great. Well, Debbie, final question basically for you, or basically at the end of the show is how would a small business owner, you know, get an appointment with uh, the SBDC? Like, and how would they actually find their local office? You know, if they go online, all they have to do is look up SBDC and they will list the various offices. Um, Primarily what we recommend is people go online. It takes about 10 minutes and they sign up to be, um, a client, and then over, then we then just uh, defer you, and based on what you're looking for, then you assigned an actual advisor. Okay. I know um, a lot of SBDCs, and I know that's what we will be doing in our El Camino one in Hawthorne, is we're going to now have people make sure they, we're going to do a Zoom um, conference every day now on different loans. 
in the morning. And as long as they have attended that, then we have them in the process, then we will have them and, you know, assign them to an advisor. Right. So we can help them. Perfect. Well, there's been so much information. We've only just really touched on the SBA loans. Um, I just wanted to let people know, too, there are other things available. Uh, Like I said, I did mention the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which is federal legislation. There's some employee retention tax credits that we haven't even touched on today. Um, I do write blogs on the information and share. So if you want to see updated information on um, things that have been coming out, uh, go ahead and go to the blog www.ab.com np.com and uh, select the blog page. Um, I thank you, Deborah and Wendy, both for being guests on my show today. And I also wanted to thank the listeners for tuning in. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about resources available to business owners. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to your local SBDC office, or you can send us a message at media at abnp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support, and this topic would be really beneficial to those you know who are struggling currently. Next week's topic is the spot on first impressions for the entrepreneur. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website, again, is www.abnp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on www.voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to BizHelp for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.